Welcome to ZPM. I'm Teresa. And I'm Lenny. How are things going? How are things going? Oh, it's going great. I've been in my house and just been in my house. Have you braved any of the stores? I went to just uh, the grocery store because nothing's really open around around where I am. Mm, that's disappointing. Yeah, like the Best Buy is closed. Uh, Taco Hut's closed near me. <laughs> Taco Hut. Yep, we have a Taco Hut. That implies there's more than one Taco Hut in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only the only thing that's open really is like the CVS and the grocery store. That's pretty rubbish. Yeah, and the CVS is only letting people in like four at a time, I think. All the places are like that. Your WalMarts, your Targets, or yeah. whatever. And you have to wear a mask. Oh yeah, uh, we see uh, dummies all the time. They wear it when and they take it down as soon as they walk in, which is very irritating <laughs> for me. No, I, I saw someone uh, get yelled at, and they were arguing because they couldn't go in because they didn't have a mask. He's like, "I don't need a mask. I'm not sick." It's like, no, that's not the point, sir. The rules are rules, guys, and it's not yeah. that it's so not inconvenient. I just don't understand why people make such a big fart about it. It's just put it on. <laughs> because they think they're taking you're taking away their choices and their rights. That is outrageous. What do you think they're pro they're protesting for? No, no, I know that 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 they think that that is a violation of their rights, and as a person who really enjoys. Learning about history, it is outrageous. Yeah, <laughs> they have no idea what a pr real oppression is. No, oh my god! Every time I hear some like a woman who's like, "I don't vote because you I'm like, "Well, I'm glad those people died for nothing because you, so <laughs> right? you could throw away what they worked so hard to you get you." Exactly. I'm like, are you kidding? Just put on the lousy mask. Who cares? It's like you don't even you don't even have to read all of the Constitution. Just read like the first like. Ten Amendments. They don't even do that, right? They don't even interpret those correctly. Nope. Because it's freedom of religion as long as it's my religion and you abide by my rules. And even the Second Amendment, people don't interpret that right. Oh, I know. I mean, if oh, if the people writing that stuff down had like a like future vision and they could see that it would take the amount of time that it took them to load a gun back then, what it would turn into... There's no way. There's just no way. <laughs> or that the population of the country would like be 10, 20 fold by the time that gets around. Yeah, I know, right? Oh my goodness, they would have. But, they would have absolutely you know, had. They're a taking show. away. They're taking away our rights. Oh like really? As you're saying this on Facebook? Okay. But uh, yeah, I feel really oppressed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, we're oppressed, we're oppressed, and you're complaining on Facebook, right? Okay. You can't right. make me considerate for others. <laughs> I don't get it. How dare you? <laughs> More like, people need to read the Constitution. They won't. They won't be doing that. They're, you know, uh, Catholic, generally speaking, don't even read the Bible. They, The priest tells them what it says. Oh, they don't. Well, who really? I mean, nobody really reads the Bible except for like biblical scholars. Well, and in like practice, really, really religious people. So, like, if you would like, when you go to regular Christian churches, probably a Bible in the back of the pew. You can mm -hmm. pick it up, take a look, see what's going on inside. Oh, I'm, oh no, I'm Roman Catholic, so I know all about the Bible. Oh, uh, 
my my mother was telling me that she works not with a Roman Catholic with a different kind of cat. There's like various. There's Orthodox. That's different. And Roman Catholic is yes. different from Orthodox. Yes. Is different from Greek Orthodox. Is different or whatever. Well, yeah, because Greek Orthodox is like they say the whole mass in Latin. Everything's in Latin. Oh yeah, no, not this kind. The one that my mother knows, uh, the they they're discouraged from reading the entire thing, and the priest will tell them what it says. So whichever that's, one that that's is, that's just that's called corruption. I'm like, oh goodness! I was like, that doesn't seem <laughs> that right. is that is textbook manipulation right there. I can't believe there's so many different versions of this. What, of the Bible? Of the Bible? No, it's the same one Bible, but there's different like. Uh, Local chapters of following it. Oh, like Lutherans and stuff. Yeah, I just and just that was just like a list of five different kinds of Catholic you can be, and then it breaks down into the the Protestants and the Evangelicals and stuff, and then there's different branches oh, of the that Protestants. Because then you get your you know Seven Day Adventists, and then the cult that breaks off from that. And yeah, Seventh Day Adventists—they're insane. And then they, they can't wear—they can't wear pants. Well, there's, I think, there's some kind of, um, a couple of Jewish sects where you can't wear, the ladies don't wear pants. Yeah, I think it's the, the Hasidic sect. Hmm, who knows? Not yeah, me. Hasidim. I'm a witch. Yeah. We don't wear clothes. That's our thing. Oh. So we don't and even have to worry you're also, about it. You're, you also worship Satan, apparently, because, you know, that's what it's about. Oh, <laughs> y'all wish. <laughs> the Satanists, that's the rich pagans. We, we ain't got that kind of money to have a statue to put up every time somebody puts up the Ten Commandments. Yep. <laughs> Us over here in like the Wicca corner, we're like, we don't have any money. <laughs> we don't have anybody to represent us. But the Satanists are like, every time that Ten Commandments gets out on a lawn, there's a Baphomet right there, ready to go. I'm like, what do you <laughs> have? Like a storage facility with like a hundred of these statues that you can just bust one out every time somebody He's shows like up. He's like taking measurements. They're like, fair is fair. Here we are. Here's our statue. I'm like. Oh. I'm like, I 3D printed a statue. It's three inches high. Sweet. Nice. <laughs> this religion chat is not going to get us into the gamekeeper. <laughs> uh, too bad. Guess what? We watched The Gamekeeper, which is episode four of season two. So, cold open. Yeah. <laughs> this was a weird one. This was a weird one. You know, I think there was an episode of The X-Files like this, too. I mean, surely there must have been. I can't remember every episode of The X-Files. But I feel like it was like a hallucinogenic my, situation. My favorite episode was, what was it, the David Lynch one? Mm. Where they kept eating pie. Oh, my goodness. David Lynch is such a weird... <laughs> it was so, it was so hot there, though. I never get it. And I feel like kind of a dummy. Well, going back to the other thing where they're like, oh, you should read Alistair Crowley. I'm like... Get out of here. I They're like, well, then you're not enlightened enough. I'm like, well, I guess I don't get him and I don't get David Lynch. So <laughs> I'm just not enlightened. I'll just go back, hug my trees and leave me out of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, in the Gamekeeper, they are on a planet that forest is... Forest again. Forest planet again. A bit interesting. <laughs> Another forest with some pods in it. Daniel's very allergic to these flowers. Yes. I, Should have been a red flag right there. What season do they drop Daniel's allergies? Uh, I think it's after the. I think it's after this one. 
Because, like, eventually they just, like, just forget it. Because it's hard to keep up with Daniel's allergies. I'm like, is it? (laughs) And the pods grab them and put, like, little suction guys on the side of their head. That's the cold open. Mm -hmm. And they wake up on Earth after that. And you see Kowalski uh, living in a... Well, they they separate them and they wake up. And you see, like, Jack and Teal... And they're like, where the hell are we? Jack's like, is this a time machine? Is this a time machine? (laughs) I'm like, that's not an unreasonable deduction from your situation and based on all the weird stuff you've seen. He's he's finally starting to get it. Jack's like, I've done this mission. It does not go well. And then they have to go through it. And And he's he's looking at everybody. He's like, well, you're dead. You're dead. And I've been through this before. His friend John dies again, and it made me think of the time machine. Like, every time he tried to save his wife, the time traveler, uh, she would die in, like, increasingly bizarre ways. Because Wait, the time machine or the time traveler? No, the time Wait, machine. Wait, the time machine? Which one? Uh, the Wells. Guy Pierce one or the original? Oh, uh, the book. Oh, I've never read the book. By H.G. So Wells. <laughs> I've never read the time machine. I've read 2,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I've read <laughs> a whole bunch of them, but I've never read the book. Well, the movie the is... Machine. Quite, the movies are similar, all of them. Uh, the time tra- He doesn't get a name in the book. He's the time traveler, and he keeps going back in time to save his wife. And every time he does, uh, she dies in a different way, regardless. Yeah. Because if he doesn't lose the wife, then he doesn't have the motivation to invent the time machine that goes back and saves her in the first place. So she always has to die. And... So that's why he winds up It's a fixed point in time. Yeah, it really is a fixed point in time. So that's why he winds up going forward into the future. So when Jack has to keep doing it over and over again and watching his friend John die in different ways, I'm like, this is like the time machine, except Jack didn't sign up to go save his friend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And when when they find out that... uh, Because then it switches over to Sam and Daniel... And Daniel's got to watch his parents die over and over again, which is real grim. The dumbest way possible. That is capital A acting, by the way. <laughs> no, but it's the dumbest way possible. Yeah. Oh, crushed under some pillars? I don't know if that <laughs> well, would kill you, you well, know? Just, just the way they executed it, probably. It seemed like they just, had enough time to get it. Just to, to, yeah, just, just move to the left. Forward roll out of there, you know? Right? Oh, yeah, just jump out of the way. It's a, They could have managed it. Well, whatever. That's yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. They're like, uh And even still, the way that dad mo- moves to mom to, like, protect her, which is, like, an instinctual move that he probably did, um, he would have died from getting crushed by the thing, but mom would have lived under there, under his dad. Yeah, like, but Daniel just would've. couldn't say, that's going to fall, move. Well, his parents weren't listening, because after a while, like... He goes back over there and he, he tries to like physically move them and, and verbally tell them what's happening here. And they're like, get Benton, kid. They're like, beat it, well, that's, kid. That's, that's right, because he's like 10 or something, right? Yeah. The way they see him. When... And they're like, no. They're like, no, dum-dum. And then they flash back to Jack and they see the hooded fig- figures watching uh, as John dies again. And then they do it again. So then the keeper comes out to say that Jack has to keep doing the mission because Jack's like, we're not doing this. What are we doing? We're not doing this. 
I like who the keeper is too. Oh yeah. I've yeah, it's uh, no it's uh, Murdoch from the eighteen. Oh my god, you're right. See, I told you, it is horrendous. This brain. He's Murdoch in the eighteen, and in Star Trek, he was uh, Lieutenant Barclay. I loved him. Oh my goodness, those two I knew. Those that he played those two characters, but nope, I didn't recognize him for even one second. If a murderer, really, played, I swear to God, when they're like, "Did you see who walked by you five minutes ago?" I'd be like, "No." <laughs> It'd be oh like, God. it was your brother. I'd be like, it was? Holy crap, where was I? Yeah, it's your brother in a wig. I'd be like, wow, that must have been a very good wig. Yeah, but that's mm. what it was. Oh my God, incredible. That makes me like him more now. Thank you for that. That's more enjoyable. I cannot recognize anyone. <laughs> no Montana Moorhead for me. Mm-mm. Uh... He tells them that you always wanted to do it over so you could save John. And Jack's like, yeah, but it's not working, obviously, so we're not going to do it. Because I'm not living it over and over again. And he's like... Yeah, and I can't, I can't change it, so... Look at how many you get to do. He's like, no. And they flip back to Daniel and Sam. Sam gets it in one. She's like, mm, we're, in, we're like in pod Groundhog Day or whatever she called it. <laughs> And Daniel's parents die again. Uh, and the keeper shows up to encourage Jan- Daniel and is like, Nope. It's fun. He's like, Nope, not doing it. <laughs> but Daniel, watching your parents die is so much fun. <laughs> you get to watch it over and over again. And he's like, What? And then they transport Daniel and Teal to Daniel's memory. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the keeper's like, why aren't you enjoying this? He's like, what are you talking about? And O'Neill's like, where are we? And he's like, we're in the New York Museum of Art. And he's like, oh, okay. Terrific. <laughs> so this guy's weird. Yeah, Jack's like, I want to leave. And uh, he says that the machine doesn't work on Sam and Teal'c. And Teal'c's like, this is because of gold stuff. <laughs> Be like, uh, Jolinar of wherever Jolinar is from. <laughs> I would like to think that they didn't have the budget. Oh, no, they couldn't build up four memories for everybody to suffer in. But that was, like, a good shortcut on to not have to do that. It's because, like, I guess her chemistry was slightly altered by ha- being a host. Yeah. Which is great. Which makes sense. Oh, because, yeah, yeah, she keeps those memories. That's an upcoming episode where she's like, I keep remembering things that Joel and I remembered, and they're just in there now, I guess. Terrific. So the ghoul, the ghoul really mess you up, though. I mean, okay. even even if, it, if it's not intentional, they kind of just mess you up. Yeah. Well, For life. You see everything that's happening, like you're a passenger in your own body is the car, like you're in the backseat of your own body. Yeah, but, I mean, even in death, they kind of mess you up. Mm. I mean, so you get to remember, I guess, remember all of that stuff. I think Vala remembers all of that stuff from when she was a host. Yeah, but how come they never went to, like, therapy or anything? I don't know, because watching other people get therapy is probably boring. <laughs> I expect that Sam and Daniel are in therapy. They seem like the kind of people that are most certainly in therapy, but not the kind of people that are going to talk about it. That's true. Well, Daniel might talk about I can, it. I- yeah, I can see Daniel talking about it. Daniel's like a wealth of information. He's like, no, not that anybody asked, but here you go. <laughs> He's that meme, nobody. 
Daniel Jackson. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what I learned about me in therapy today. <laughs> the fantasy cannot stop, the Keeper says, because the planet was destroyed by their own tech, so now they live happier memories that they have. It just recreates them over and over again. I guess that would get boring after like a thousand years of not being able to do new things. Mm-hmm. Or having to live like the same memory over and over and over again. In different and they did and they did the uh, the Star Trek trope where they say something really, really complicated and then they do a simple analogy. Yeah. Well, like, it's like, oh. well, it's, it's like new software. Like, okay. <sighs> Oh, so they so they go. They're like, yeah, okay, you can leave or whatever, and they go back to SG one. No, they do not. I think any background well, you, chatter you hear is my neighbors outside my window. Oh, I don't hear anything. Okay, good. Oh yeah, so they they go back to. Oh yeah, so the planet is a plus. What did I? What am I talking about? <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about there. The keeper kicks them out, and SG one goes home. Daniel's back to not wearing glasses. This is what I consider to be a way for them to tell me that whatever they're doing is either an illusion or in their own mind, in their dreams or whatever, because otherwise Daniel would be wearing glasses. And whenever it's Ah. a new and improved Daniel or a Daniel in a dream, Daniel's not wearing glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Daniel's like, we should liberate those people. And but I do like how they figure it out, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because General Hammond's like, I don't think you should liberate those people. <laughs> they love being in that pod, don't you know? They're like, how do you know? He's like, don't you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they start getting wise to it. Like They're like, what? Come on. Uh, and they get arrested for mouthing off. And they go to, <laughs> to their lockdown area with Kowalski. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And Kowalski's like, you should stay. <laughs> Why don't this- you stay? Don't you like seeing me alive? I know. I feel like they're doing such a terrible job at like pitching this idea. <laughs> yeah, they're not selling it. I'm like, you need to take some lessons on how to make this seem like a more enticing situation. Like, you... You're not making the blue pill seem very worthwhile at all. <laughs> yeah, it's like a terrible Morpheus. Mm. Jack offers to show them through their memories how to break out of their, like, oh, not how to break out, but, like, that the planet isn't dead, like they yeah, had thought it was. Can, can we go back to Hammond trying to run away from him? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Like they're chasing Hammond around the base. Yeah, they give like they give chase. <laughs> it's like a Scooby Doo episode. It is really it's a lot uh funnier when I'm talking to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> the watchers so everybody wakes up, they go back to the planet and everybody wakes up and that the keeper hates it. Because now that everybody's awake, they're, like, picking flowers and stuff. And he's like, how dare you? Stay away from the flowers. He's like, I worked so hard on those flowers. I'm like, by yourself? I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, this guy's a disaster. And they have all this crazy technology that's so much better than ours. That, uh, like, what are yeah. they going to... They, there needs to be some follow-up with that planet. Not that they can't <laughs> have that technology, but, like, what happened to 
get them to destroy that planet in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, it was probably a nuclear war. I mean, as maybe. Usual. But like, how do they? Well, they have all those, all the knowledge to not do it again. I mean, theoretically, sort of people. But I mean, that's like a lot of real sophisticated technology that we on Earth could definitely use. That the government would be like very thrilled to have. I wonder if they're gonna. They should do something about oh, that. Speaking of the technology, uh, going back to like last episode last week, did they ever uh, keep the the fusion plant? Oh no, I don't think so. The cold fusion plant thingy. Oh my god, you're right. Like if they had cold fusion tech, that would more than pay for the Stargate program. Yeah, dude, that would pay for like Utah. And they know that gate address now. Just gate back over there, grab some leaves, and gate back. Maybe they do that off screen, but obviously not because they don't have cold fusion <laughs> at all anywhere forever. Still, right now. <laughs> nope. Yeah, they let a lot of tech get out of their hands. They're like not even worried about it. Because they're very moral in, about it and stuff. Like, oh no, this is this is too powerful for one person. Ugh, Lord. Well, that's a deci decision they have to make on the fly, because otherwise they got to bring that back. And they can't bring anything back. They can't even bring back like one new exciting plant, because we're just not mature enough as a race to handle any of that. Hmm. Not even not one thing. They mm -mm. they found out about the nuclear bomb and what happened? We used it. Of course. We used it. United States. On Japan. It. Can't have nothing like And they're like, oh, commies, commies. Like, you guys did it to yourselves. And we're worried about other people's, but statistically, we're going to drop it again because we dropped it twice already. And we have a 100% track record of being the only country to do it. Yeah, twice within, <laughs> like, what, five days? Yeah, we're excellent. USA, USA. So maybe that's why they never bring anything back because they're like, mm-mm, absolutely not. No good. Who's going to, like... Especially from, like, I'd say the 80s up. Mm -hmm. uh, at some point, signs started being a little bit more about profit, especially with technology like that. Well, science is always about profit. Mm -mm. They didn't cure polio for, for profits. They were just like, this is a problem. Smallpox, this is a problem, and we're solving it. We're doing it now. They were looking for a cleaner, more usable form of energy when they created nuclear energy they weren't like can't wait to blow somebody up with this we did that we're just people wrong people got it and they were like yeah can't wait to blow things up. yeah because like oppenheimer was like i'm looking for a renewable a clean renewable source of energy and they're like can we blow stuff up with it and he's like yeah oh in theory but you'd have to do this like good and then he spoke out about it and they're like oh you're a traitor now yeah seriously oh mm. <laughs> crushing <laughs> so yeah, no and wonder they don't bring back. We, we saved Nazis, and that's how we got the rockets. And I were like, "Hey, don't worry about it. It's America, <laughs> <laughs> right? Just, uh, just, just, just help us out here a little bit. If you have the right bargaining chip, no crime is too bad. Welcome to America. <laughs> you know, that is true. <laughs> that should be the new slogan. Yeah, you better have some bargaining chip. Oh, you wanted to go to the moon? That's quite a chip. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's your expertise? Physics? All right, cool. Love it. 
so that's the end of this episode. Uh, <laughs> 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 that's where it had ended. I I gave this one and a half stars at time of viewing. Yeah, it wasn't very. It wasn't a very good episode. But uh, but you make it was, me like it was it. funny, but. They should have saved the scenery to chew another day, wasting Daniel's powerful A acting. <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't talk about uh, me watching the preview from from last week, uh, but I didn't remember this episode at all, <laughs> so it didn't matter. But I did watch it for next time, where Daniel saves a princess, uh, and the rest of the team become uh, slaves. I look forward to that. I don't... I remember Daniel becoming addicted to the sarcophagus, but I don't remember the circumstances. Uh, oh, I don't. I do not remember this episode at all. After we watch it, uh, uh, Daniel is not going to be a benevolent leader. That is clear. <laughs> that is what a lifelong bullied nerd is like. He's not going to be benevolent at all. <laughs> because the power will get to his head. You got that right. <laughs> You'll be like, this is for all the people that picked on me in high school. That's correct. Who? Okay, so we're doing, in our recast, our dream recast, we're doing General Hammond. Mm-hmm. Who did you pick? J.K. Simmons, baby. <sighs> I like J.K. Simmons. I, I like him. I like, I like his old man kind of, you know. I think he would do really well. I think you're right about that. Uh, the yellow M&M, you know? He's very good. He's... He, what? He's the yellow M&M. No, he's not. He most certainly Get out of is. Here. He's is a, he really? Even to this day, even after he won an Academy Award, he was like, I'm still the yellow M&M, though. He is the... He's a yellow M&M? Because I know Billy one. West is, like, the, the red one. I didn't know he was the yellow one. He's absolutely the yellow one. Now, next time you hear the yellow M&M, you're just going to hear... You're going to see him from, like... <laughs> That movie about drumming, Whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> movie about drumming. I was like, oh boy. Uh, that is a pretty good pick. Uh, my pick was Victor Garber. Who, ooh, Victor Garber from yeah. Oh, yeah, from the oh, okay. Flash and from Broadway. I knew him from Broadway. And from, and from Legends of Tomorrow. He is on Legends. That's true. He was. Oh gosh, I cried very hard for that. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty rough episode to watch. I didn't watch a lot after that. Not because, no? not because he wasn't on it or anything. I wasn't like, oh, no Victor Garber, no Teresa or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just fell off a lot of those shows. I keep up with the well, spoilers, though, because I, I, I like watch it. I watched, I kept watching it because especially when they brought Mac, Matt Ryan back in. Yeah. He's so, so I was like, all right, I can watch this again. He's the best kind. He's mm-hmm. the best Constantine, for sure. And what a good time. Uh, yeah. yeah, I kept up with the spoilers and stuff, and I was like, oh, that's fun. That show looks like it's having a fun time. Yeah. I've also been rewatching uh, Leverage and Burn Notice. Mm. I started Burn Notice, but I never got through it. Because oh, I... it, it gets. It, it, it has a good ending. Oh, I'm it's sure. really good. But it requires my eyeballs specifically because there's a lot of, like, title card crap that goes on, like, uh, where they just. Not just, like, what town they're in, but there's, like,. Jumps back in in the day, so like they're like five hours earlier and that kind of stuff. I mean, leverage has a little bit of that too. It does, but not none of the stuff that happens in leverage is necessarily uh, like part of the plot. Where like I need to focus on it, where I'm looking right at it, so otherwise I won't realize that they've gone back. Uh, ah, on burn okay. notice, it's a lot more prevalent. There's a lot more words on the screen. And that means I can't work while I'm look, watching it or do something else while I'm watching it. 
I gotta stay with it so I can not miss what's happening with the world. Oh, so you actually have to pay attention. Yeah, I can't be having that. Like, I don't have to pay attention to Criminal Minds. They don't have words on the screen or anything, and I know what dead bodies look like. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. and, they, and they tell you about it in the dialogue. They're like, that guy's missing arms and legs. And I'm like, all right, well, I know what that looks like. <laughs> so I can I can do something else while it's happening, which is a compliment to a show. Like, I don't want you think it's not complimentary. It is. It's good for me. All right. Well, that's good. Which isn't to say that I don't like a, a more intellectually stimulating show. When I watched Hannibal, I couldn't miss a frame. Like, there's no doing something in the background for Hannibal. Because everything mattered so much. Like, yeah, Hannibal was... You had to really watch it. So like, beautiful. Like, oh, oh my god. Such beautiful... Everything was just so, like... <sighs> what a show. What, and I hear they're making... Uh, Silence of the Lambs? Not Silence of the Lambs. Like, whatever happens in the sequel, I forgot which one. Hannibal, I Red, guess. Red, Red Dragon? Red Dragon's the prequel. Uh, Hannib Hannibal is the book that comes out after Silence of the Lambs, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So they're going to make that show, but not with not with this cast. Not with the Brian Fuller cast. Not with Mads, Mike. Mike. But he was so good as Hannibal, though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he was like... He was, like, if you couldn't get Anthony Hopkins, you could have gotten his guy. Yeah, like, if you don't use Brian Fuller to make it, I just don't, I know they can't get the rights to Silence of the Lambs, which is why they haven't done it. And that's why Hannibal, what, the TV series, had to stop. What network were they trying to push it for? <laughs> and Brian Fuller still wants to, oh, maybe the, the new TV show is called Clarice? Yeah, it's called Clarice. Oh, if I, I don't care about Clarice Starling. I mean, I care about who they would have... Who do you think they would have cast in Brian Fuller? I can't even imagine. He's such a brilliant casting person. Like, wow. I'm sure it has nothing to do with... Because otherwise, why not have Mads be Hannibal again, you know? Because after Silence of the Lambs, you don't have Will anymore. Like, Will just goes somewhere else and... Start and carries on with his life or whatever. You mean after Red Dragon? Right. I mean, in the in, yeah, in the book series, Silence of the Lambs doesn't have Will Graham in it because that's it for Will Graham, and he's not in subsequent books either, as far as I know. No, it's, I think it's just Will Graham, Clarice Starling. Yeah. So I mean, why would you? Because if you're doing a uh, a show about Clarice Starling, you're gonna have to cast a Hannibal and. <laughs> Listen, I mean, whoever they get is whoever they get, but I mean, what are you even doing? Why gonna have to, even he's going to have to really wow it, man, because Mads was awesome. I know, and, and Anthony Hopkins was such an excellent version of that character, and yeah. it seemed like what an impossible thing to like overcome. Like, I'm not really scared of horror. That guy scares me. Oh my gosh! Of course. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins was like, "What? What a mountain to to climb!" And then they did it, and they did it so well that I can't imagine there's a third actor in there that can compete. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my god, I disagree hard. Hard. They'll pass. probably get one of the Sarsgaard brothers or something. That would be a not a great idea. I cannot recommend that really? course of action. No, because I mean, I mean, who is it? Peter or mm. one of them? 
did uh, Pennywise, and he was a good Pennywise. Oh, yeah, Bill Skarsgård. Oh, it was Bill, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, Bill was actually... It's, it's a pretty not... terrifying Pennywise. It's not that I don't think that the Skarsgårds can be scary. It's it's in it's the same way that a good Batman. It's not the Batman that's good. It's the Bruce Wayne. It's the Bruce Wayne, yeah. So it when it's not the scariness of being Hannibal Lecter that's scary. It's it's the execution of of that mind that is. It's when he's not killing. You know, yeah. It's like it, it's just. I can't, I like can't explain, but I'm like they won't be able to do it. They just won't. No, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's like you have to get like the subtleties of it. Like there is a lot of subtlety there, and like why, why does nobody think that he's a killer, and like the charismatic side of him that like roped in everybody to be like, do you want to try this food? It is almost certainly people. <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious. I seasoned it with uh, some cilantro. Some people. Some other people. <laughs> some other people. And and knowing, even when I watch, so when I watch a TV show and I watch him prepare all that food, knowing that it's person, I still would have been like, prob- I'll try probably some. yes. I, I would try it. I would try it. I'd be like, uh, I'll do that, yeah. Yeah, that looks <laughs> excellent. I won't eat that. <laughs> what is that? Like, the scene where he's, like, preparing the thigh? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I was like, I, you know what? I would eat that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, what a show. I'm going to wind up rewatching it now. Quarantine. I, w- I would not blame you if you did. I have some old friends over for dinner. <laughs> Gracious. Yeah, so uh, good luck with that show and all, but that's what I think of that. Yeah. So how you how, how was life without baseball, without the Mets treating you? Oh, so sad. We're so sad. We saw the last night yeah. game ever. And that's it. We yeah. saw spring training. What? What you what uh who is it uh there's a a, a game there's a gaming uh, YouTube channel what they do is they took the uh, the latest baseball game I think it's like MLB the Show or something mm-hmm. the latest one and what they're doing is they're simming all the games according to like this year's schedule so they're like imagining how the game would go well they're playing it on they're simming the games like they're playing they're like rearranging the schedule and like they're simming the game so you're not actually playing it you're just watching like the computer play itself oh that's what i mean like uh it's how they imagine it would go yeah the game Mm -hmm. uh that seems weird it is but you know people are watching it i mean i don't know people watch a lot of dumb shit they do the same thing with basketball they're doing the same thing with hockey which i mean People love sports, man. I know. I saw a meme that said, well, now everybody really understands how the Firefly fans feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, ow. Oh, it still hurts too soon. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap it up. Okay. Uh, next time, uh, Danielle's a madman with a crown. Until then, enjoy your week. I will. And goodbye. See you later.